is William Tincup, and we are broadcasting live from the Greenhouse booth at HR Tech. We're at a 7116. If you're in the area, come on by, hang out with us. We got Rich and Martin with us today. And uh, we're going to learn all about them, their companies, and also kind of talk a little bit about interviewing, ghosting, skills, kind of some stuff that's top of mind. So, Martin, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself? Yeah. Thank you, William. Sure. So, Martin, Matt, I'm the uh, CSO co founder of Appear. We're our hourly platform. We're automating the recruitment of hourly uh, employees. Uh, yep. So that's it. So we're based out of uh, California. We yep. have a French accent. I'm based out of Montreal. <laughs> but uh, we're specializing in retail and uh, logistics and manufacturing. And a wine connoisseur. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go ahead and talk about it. Yeah. Get it out there in front of people. Rich, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, William. Uh, Rich Mendes, Chief Marketing Officer at Higher Logic. Yeah. And if you've heard of Otter or Gong, we're the Otter or Gong for HR. Oh, so cool. We, we listen to interviews and we extract uh, information about the candidate as well as the quality of the interview. Oh, this is you're going to love this whole bit then. <laughs> so first question up is a question where a candidate throughout your life, doesn't matter if it was yesterday or 20 years ago, that you love the question. You just thought it was really thoughtful. It was really probative. It was something you just really thought, like not a, not a stumper, just something you're like, that's a really cool question. And Rich, I'll start with you. A question that the candidate asked yeah. us? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, well, I've been at startups most of my recent career, oscillating between large and small companies. And when I'm interviewing candidates for a startup uh, that I'm at, um, one of the best questions I got was probably around, um, uh, it's, it's a little bit esoteric because it was specific to the industry, but they wanted to know why we felt that this would be a big space. Right. Why? Why oh, is this? Cool. Right. Why is this? Why do we feel like? Why did we put you know our money into the company, and why did we feel this is going to be an interesting space? And oh, so that's a great question. It kind of put me on the spot. Yeah. Um, and so I had to both defend your market position, defend the position, and sell him. Right. So yeah, it was, it was interesting. I love that. So what's the tam? You know, you're, you're sort start, of yeah, starting yeah. to ask yeah. questions like that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that on a lot of levels because they've done a little bit of research. They understand a little bit about what you do, mm -hmm. and they're like, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to get to work yeah. my way around. Like, is this a a solution to a small problem? Right. right. Or is this, a, is, and, is and, this, yeah. And do I want to go on this journey with you, right? Right. Because a startup is a journey, as you, you yeah. know. Yeah, so. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did? Yeah. For, for me, it, uh, it's a question of uh, early on with uh, one of our first hire at Appear, and because I had a like, really good executive job in HR, VP of HR, and yep. I left for like a company that nobody knew were right. to. Right. So, why the question is why have you done that what has your driver why because i was yeah. the vp of a really well-known company in montreal so usually people don't leave that company so right. what drive you what, yeah and what did why and you could have stayed that job forever yes yeah. Yeah. that job I will, will be right question job and yeah, yeah. great job and also the follow-up question to my answer to that was okay what is your biggest fear now <laughs> so I, I found okay so <laughs> if Good one. That is really good. good. Yeah. What keeps you up at night? That's yeah, the yeah, other way yeah, to get yeah. that. That is a good yeah. one, especially in a startup. Yeah. yeah. Oh Absolutely. boy. Oh boy. Yeah. That is uh, yeah. that's paralyzing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a, and you can scare them off. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. Yeah. There's yeah. a list. Yeah. 
Start going through the list. Every, yeah. Yeah, what they don't realize in the startup is every month is an existential crisis. Oh, yeah. 100%. Especially uh, at the early beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. If you, I tell startup founders this the, the, all the time. If you haven't been sued, you're not a startup founder. If you haven't put payroll on a visa, you're not a startup founder. Like There's yeah. certain things that just you got to yeah. go through. Yeah. All right. So you all both deal with talent acquisition professionals, you know, hiring managers, mm -hmm. et cetera. How do we get them to look past the resume? So the LinkedIn profile, the resume, or whatever that is, even in hourly, there's something that they're giving yep. us as their experience. How would we get to know the yep. person behind the experience? No. Start with you, Martin. Yeah, because for us, uh, I remember because our solution, there's no resume. Right. And I remember when we started, we had to educate a lot of people. One of the first friction we got from the HR manager, the recruiter, I, I can do my job without a resume. So, okay, what are you looking for the resume? Okay, is it, will you hire through a resume, only by the resume? So why do you need a resume? What kind of information? So that, that going beyond the resume, and what was really uh, interesting is when one of our first customer, they started to they increase their diversity by 12%, like get, remove the resume, and providing an opportunity to people to go and interview. They had the qualification, right. nobody knew the name and everything. Right. Just by doing that, 12% in three months of diversity. Wow. And so that's the kind, the resume at some point is yeah. not helping. That's right. In our space, right. it's a friction. It's a right. major fric friction. Actually, yeah. there's a lot of research on the bias in screening resumes. Yeah. Right. Well, yes. well researched. Yeah. Something so what, like, about you, what about yourself, Rich? So how do we get the professionals? How do we get them yeah. to get past? Because it seems like the three of us are past it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But how do we get them past? So, so the best way, so our business is going beyond the resume, right? It's the interview. Right. So what we tell them is, hey, look, um, nobody really likes writing notes about the candidate during an interview or going into an ATS. How many people go, oh, let me go to my ATS and log this really quickly? <laughs> the answer is zero, right? Zero. So we, we, we hook them by saying, hey, listen, the next time you're asking a hiring manager to do an interview, just add higher logic to the call, we'll extract all these great insights that go beyond the resume and write it directly into your ATS. You don't have Ooh, to chase that cool. guy, right? And it's now searchable. Right. So resumes are typically backwards looking. When you're right. interviewing, you're asking about aspirations. What do you like to do? Culture. Right. Film. That's now captured and put into Which the ATS. Which is great, because that could also be tied into learning. Exactly. Some of the things, I'd like to learn this, I'd like to do this, et cetera. Exactly. Career exactly. progression, yep. et cetera. Yep. Ooh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. That's very good. All right, so you both get asked about bias, hiring bias, interview bias, et cetera. So what's your current take on how you reduce or how you consult and advise people to reduce bias? I'll start with you, Rich. Sure, so um, if you look at how HR is handling it today, they spend a lot of time training hiring managers yeah. or interviewers on what not to ask. Right, unconscious bias. Unconscious yeah. bias. The problem is that's... No, nobody audits to see whether that actually happened. <laughs> so what we do is we will listen to the interview and we will detect if an interviewer asks any questions related to age, gender, race, or other EEOC categories. Right. And we flag it in our system and now HR can go back and see which interviewers may need more training. Oh, I love that. Based on what they actually asked. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that because it also highlights the bad managers. I don't mean that, you know. And a lot of it's un it's unintentional, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I'll give you a great example. We, we have an executive search firm that's one of our clients, and they like to form a rapport with the candidate. Right. 
Do you like to play golf? Yeah. All those things. Yeah, but yeah. this particular person, when he hears somebody with an accent, he says, oh, that's an interesting accent. Where are you from originally? <laughs> Very innocent question. Yeah. San Jose. Yeah. San Jose. No, before that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Where are you really from? <laughs> <laughs> so you see what I'm saying? I know exactly yeah, what you're saying. Uh, wow. Martin? Uh, us, it, it's funny because with some of our customers, they're no longer in interview. Yeah. Okay. So, and what is really interesting is the feedback from the candidate. Mm -hmm. Because even in the already candidate talk to each other. Right? Yep. And now when they realize that the process is exactly the same. Yep. It's exactly the same process. So this is a fair treatment. A fair which treatment. is really important to Gen Z and millennials. Yes. Same yes. question, Fairness. same evaluation. Same evaluations, yeah. the same scale. It's a, it's a machine. It's yeah. a technology doing that. Yeah. So they feel, it's funny because the, when we do focus group with them, that's I was surprised. For them, that's the fairness. That's the first, the speed and the fairness. Because you can do your kind of interview so anytime. You guys are, is it, is it, uh, you're automating the interview, like asynchronous interviews? No, there, uh, actually, there's no interview. In a sense that you apply, you answer oh, okay. a question. You answer you, the you, you answer it. a question. You, uh, we have a technology that measures if you have the ability to master the level of language, either in English, Spanish, or French. Got it. Got it. And Got it. it's not the machine determined. If you don't pass the sure. level, there's a human that listens to the recording, making sure. So, but the feedback initially for it's funny because now we're starting to give the the candidate the ability to choose a human or a machine. A machine. Oh, interesting. So we're, we'll talk to uh, to uh, to William about that when we have the, the the feedback because it's it's really interesting for the candidate the way they see it. Yeah, they're not, they it's more the recruiter that are afraid of that than the candidate. Than the candidate, the yeah. where they're worried about replacing the job or something. Yeah. 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 So I, know you, I know you all get asked a ton about skills, skills-based hiring, skills this, skills that. Everybody's, you know, probably throw a rock and we'll hit somebody that cares about skills. But TA and HR, I'm sure they're asking you questions about skills they should be hiring for. Someone told me yesterday, which I'll absolutely steal, is they're looking at skills now and next. Mm -hmm. So hiring for potentiality, et cetera. So what's your current take on uh, skills? I think it, for me, skills, it's an opportunity to, um, some of our customers are looking at skills as a way to um, increase the retention right. and increase the employability of the candidate. So they will sell that. Come to us. You don't have the skills. Right. We'll train you. We'll develop you. Right. You may stay in our market. Uh, you stay six, nine, 12 months to a job. Yeah. But the way they will use skills and the promise of increasing developing your skills as a tool to attract and retain their right. employees. Right. So it's more, hey, we cannot we cannot find candidates. Let's help build those candidates. I love that. What's your bit with uh, skills, skills with TAs? So, you know, we're kind of like Bruce Lee, be the water and flow everywhere. So nice. if skills is important, we'll, we'll, we use machine learning to analyze the job description and see what skills you're looking for. Right. And then we analyze the interview and we tell you how much of those skills did you actually cover in the interview. So if there's something you missed, you want to you know, follow up in the next session or maybe it's not a great fit, this particular candidate, you actually have some objective information on did you actually talk about the skills you're looking for. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. All right, I got to ask you about ghosting. We got the full range of, uh, of, of answers yesterday from, eh, it's no big deal, everybody does it, we've been doing it for generations, like let's, no, but let's not make a deal. And the other is, uh, it's absolutely unacceptable. It's unacceptable, it's unprofessional from the interviewer, or the candidate, excuse me, it's, it's just unprofessional. 
So what's your current take on ghosting? Rich, I'll start with you. Candidate ghosting the interviewer or the other way? Both. Both. I mean, I think if you're the interviewer, if you're a company, ghosting a candidate is a huge no-no, right? Right. So the research shows that um, candidates form an opinion of the brand based on how they're treated in an interview. Right. And 67% or something share that experience with others online. Right. So you're absolutely trashing your brand if you ghost a candidate. Obviously, if you're a candidate and you ghost an interviewer, you're gonna, you know, that's unprofessional there's, behavior. There's um, less repercussions, there's, though. There's less repercussions for you as an individual, at least in a broader context. You're hurting yourself in that particular company. Right. But remember, people move. Right. And so if you're in a niche and that recruiter is in a niche, Try. you could be hurting yourself. Yeah. What about yourself? Us, we're interesting data because we're measuring everything. And last year, around, we'll say, 100,000 interviews, seven. 0.5% of the ghost interview were caused by the recruiter. Oh, the, interesting. The recruiter the, didn't respond? Didn't show, they didn't show up to an interview, come late to an interview. And what's interesting, as we're, as we're measuring everything, is that the candidate will wait one minute. If the candidate, the recruiter, is not... 60 seconds. 60 seconds. He's gone, gone in 60 he's seconds. He's gone in 60 seconds. Wow, that was a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And what's inter- interesting, during focus group with candidate, what they told us... It was amazing talking to them. They don't understand the impact for the recruiter of, of them not showing up. Yeah. Because the emotional them, toll. Yeah, the emotional toll. But for them, it, okay, I have something else. Or, hey, they, they will call me back in a week. So why? So they, that behavior, for them, it's, there's no consequences or yeah. not showing up for the candidate. No, that's, that's, that's wonderful. All right, last question. And it is, on the front end, we asked kind of the the best question a candidate has ever asked you. This is more, not necessarily horror stories, mm-hmm. but kind of the worst candidate experience. Like, either you as a candidate to a job, or somebody that's flowed through your system and had a bad experience. I'll give you um, one experience that happened to me. It's a question I asked to a CEO. Uh, I was uh, having an interview for a position of CHRO, and I asked him, okay, uh, ask me if I had a couple of questions. And my third question was, okay, you look at my profile, we discussed for hours now. Is it one thing that you think I, I don't have to have the position? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was very surprised how <laughs> the CEO was speechless, really didn't like my question. So I didn't get the job because I asked that question. Really? Yeah. So I was, and it wasn't the first time I was asking that question. For me, it was, okay, where are basic. It, but the CEO, like speechless, could see the ch- the tone of the interview change. I said, "Holy oh, gee!" But see that they, they did you a favor. Yeah, because they, yeah. yeah. they, they don't want they don't want to ask be they, they don't want to be asked tough questions. Tough question. You're not going to thrive in that environment. For, for me, it I was know a you success, well enough. But the, the the face and the body language, it, it wow. was a seasoned CEO. I was very surprised. Yeah, and that's wow. not an unusual question either. No. Yeah. No, it's not a stumper. No. Yeah. It's hmm. basic. And Maybe you dodged a bullet there. A hundred percent. Yeah. No. That's, that's what my take on it. They did you a favor. Yeah. What about, what about yourself, Rich? I was trying to think, William. I, I don't know if I have any personally bad ones, but I heard recently a pretty bad one. Oh, then let's bring that out. So, so this was a candidate who was going through a uh, uh, recruiter to apply for a job. Right. And um, the, the, uh, the company that was hiring called one of his colleagues without 
checking first <laughs> to ask about him. Basically, a, you know, unsolicited reference call, and it was brutal. Yeah. It was yeah. an executive, too, so it was like, yeah. Oh, my. Would you yeah. hire this person again? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. So. Not only would I not hire him, <laughs> let me tell you another story. Like, whoa. So pretty brutal, yeah. I, I hadn't heard something like that uh, before. You know, the, the closest thing that I've heard about that is years ago, um, candidates were going into LinkedIn mm -hmm. and looking at former employees and asking them questions. Would you go back and work with company A or B or whatever the bit was? I'm like, oh, that's harsh. Yeah. Okay. But first of all, it's great. Yeah. Very in, 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 in uh, like uh, in, uh, like what do you call it? Innovative, I guess. <laughs> right. Like they're they're checking your employer brand. Right, you right, say right. you're great. Right. I'm gonna go check with your employees. Sure. Your sure. your former employees. So they're checking yeah. up on the brand, not the person. That's yeah. right. That's a little different. That's okay. a little different. Okay. That's a little bit different. Thank you all so much for coming on the show. It's been amazing. Thank Thanks you for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time.